in the beginning, there was nothing but Yogg. The primordial chaos, the swirling void of malice and madness that predates all. The six gods created the Earth as a prison to contain the evil and immensity of Yogg. Then they abandoned their creation and entrusted mortals with its care. But Yogg is patient. It awaits only the day when it will rupture the earth and plunge all creation into another eternity of terror and darkness. From its stronghold in the land of Yoleth, the Black Star enlists mortals towards its sinister ends. Those benighted souls who choose to serve who heed that dark calling are the world's worst, loathsome, ghoulish, ravenous, and insidious. They are our heroes. All Hail Yogg is a D&D actual play evil campaign brought to you by the creators of the web series Experience Points. In All Hail Yogg, our rotating cast of villains are the fell servants of a dark lord and must travel the realms of Undune to enact Yogg's evil upon the earth. This adventure, the penultimate adventure of All Hail Yogg, is called The Heroes and will last about 10 episodes. When it's finished, we'll nearly be ready for the big finale. All Hail Yogg is also brought to you by our patrons, if you like the show, please consider joining our Patreon. You can find us at www.patreon.com slash xpwebseries. And now, on with the show. The adventure begins on the 53rd of Vison, year 898, in the Fourth Age of Undune. This is The Heroes, Episode 1. The dinner bell has rung. Dressed in all their finery, her guests applaud politely as the Marquess makes her grand entrance to the banquet hall. Once seated, she signals her servants to lift the cloches in perfect unison and reveal for her guests the first course. Hundreds of rats. The Marquess screams... Her guests scream, her servants scream, the rats scream in one frightful voice. In a heartbeat they are amok across the banquet hall, climbing the walls, swarming through the food, pulling guests to the ground beneath their numbers. The Marquess, in a transport of panic, runs stumbling from the room. Where does the Marquess flee? She runs outside, you know, she's constantly like looking over her shoulder as these rats are chasing her, and they drive her toward her family crypt. It's not so much that she's choosing to run there, but that the rats are like pushing her there. As she runs 
into the crypt, the rats slowly surround her, and she's just sort of, you know, uh, scrambling, not sure where to go. And then, out of nowhere, Azathamet pops up in front of her face, and he's, he's on her and draining her blood. There, in the crypt's deeper dark, a particular sarcophagus lies in shadow. The symbol upon that sarcophagus an eldritch star drawn by crude claw blushes a deadly green. At the same instant, both sarcophagus and vampire are whisked away in a flurry of choking black fog. Once her murderer has vanished, the spasming body of the Marquess falls to the floor to be carpeted over by a horde of ravening rats. A man awakens in the middle of the night. He needs to use the privy. Climbing from his bed, he lights a candle and it guides him through the night-haunted castle, down the turret's spiral stairs, and into the privy. Once inside, he places the candle beside the looking-glass, unfastens his trousers, and stops, suddenly aghast. For what should the man see just below his nightshirt but a pair of skeletal legs? No skin, no sinew, only bones. How does the man react? He pauses for a second and just starts to say, No, 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 no. And he looks at his hands and... It's just hand bones. It's just hand bones. He says, no, 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 And looks in the mirror, and it's a skeleton face. Just, no, 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 no! And then we see the exact same skeleton face rise up in bed and go, <gasps> No sooner has the skeleton awoken with a jolt than his bedchamber decorated liberally in skeletal motif, is awash with a sorcerous green light. The symbol, an eldritch star etched onto the back of the skeleton skull, burns with light and smoke, both sinister and enveloping. When it clears, nothing remains of the startled skeleton. In the moment after the light fades, the bed's other occupant, a human woman possessed of all her flesh, stirs and smacks her lips and returns to sleep, utterly oblivious to the disappearance of her bedmate. In a vaulted dwarven treasury deep beneath the earth, an alarm is sounded. Dwarven warriors, armored in shining mail, march to the defense of their home, march past their comrades in arms, frozen still as ice sculptures by supernatural cold. They form a phalanx of spears and shields to advance upon the treasury, a staggering mountain of gold, gem, jewel, and jewelry. Chaos reigns in the great cavernous hall, riches spilled, bodies strewn, pillars cracked. At the center of it all, the eye of that storm of scales and spoils, sprawls the intruder. 
what luxuriates upon the hoard of gold. I feel like the camera would pan in and you see just a dragon tail flopping around lazily, enjoying the treasure about jewels glinting in some kind of fire that's in the area. Slowly pans up, you see a crazy-ass wing fanning the dragons with dwarves on each claw. You know how people used to put like the bugles on their fingers or olives? <laughs> it's just there. She's luxuriously eating one at a time. With a bellow, the dwarves advance upon the invader, spears raised. Before the great worm even stirs herself for battle, her eye smolders with eldritch smoke. She licks the gore from each claw as that smoke, voluminous enough to encompass even her great draconic form, swamps the treasury. When the dwarves push through the smoke, searching for the worm underneath, they find nothing save blood-stained gold and the ruin of their clan's stronghold. On the shadowed slopes of Mount Masarthaga, a ruin is revealed by slow lantern light. Cyclopean arches of soapy black stone claw at the night sky. Worn by the passage of uncountable aeons, all the two antiquarians can surmise about the structure that was once reared here are its antediluvian age and its creeping disquiet. Then one of the pair, the lantern-bearer, goes utterly still. The lantern slips from nerveless fingers while the other hand unsheathes her blade. When her companion turns in shock, he discovers her sword in his stomach. He groans, mumbles for mercy or explanation, but is instead stabbed again and again. Yet that is not the greatest horror to befall these doomed explorers in that shadow-draped ruin. What reward awaits the murderer? Behind the murderer, we see this dim shadow lurk up tall behind them and as the murderer seems to come to come to their senses and and look at what they've done just before they start to scream tentacles burst from the shadow enveloping their face getting into pores that they should not get into and before they can even scream they're devoured through the darkness summoned by the shattering of the lantern comes a new light, revealing the gory mess of blood, bone, and tentacle that was the explorer's skull. This light is green and unholy and traces the symbol of an eldritch star that is soon smothered beneath curtains of unnatural smoke. When that smoke dissipates, the tentacled horror is gone leaving only two corpses, slumped and forgotten, on the floor of the ancient ruin. This week's episode of All Hell Yog is sponsored by Knuckle Dragger RPG, now on Kickstarter. Knuckle Dragger is... Well, it's wild. On a planet called Planet, alien visitors bestow beneficent gifts of advanced technology upon nine prehistoric races. 
and are promptly bludgeoned to death for their trouble. Jump forward 400 years, and you can imagine what kind of world that would create. Knuckledragger is overflowing with unique ideas, combat with no initiative, a game master called a map daddy, rampaging hordes of gun-toting elephant men. You can find them on Kickstarter right now at Knuckledragger VTTRPG, or click the link in the show notes. That's Knuckledragger VTTRPG, kickstarting through March 12th. Become a backer before it's too late. And now, back to the show. So the four of you, then, appear in four fountains of black flame at precisely the same time in precisely the same location. I think for everyone but one of you, this is a pretty familiar location, even for you, as off the mat. So you are at the summit of a strange tower made out of twisted black and green stone that kind of stabs up at the sky. You can see that three of the four walls of this chamber are sort of blasted out and it's sort of supported by pillars. And you can see this just blasted horrible landscape in all directions. These ashen fields, these brooding mountains that seem to loom over you. There's these gross, licentious cities, barren wastelands, and these big openings in the earth that just hiss this toxic fume, the fissures of Yogg. You know that you are obviously in the center of the land of Yoggoth. In the center of the chamber, there is a well, sort of like a water well, but in the middle of it is this swirling, thick, viscous essence of Yogg that you're all familiar with. And at the far wall, the one remaining wall that's here, you see a huge symbol of Yogg that's been like etched into the stone. Beneath that is a throne, currently empty, with a pair of rusted shackles hanging from it. So the four of you are here in like the classic location, right? <laughs> this is where you get summoned when it's time to do business. So in the first fountain of Black Flame appears... Hi, I'm Stephen <laughs> Maloney, and I'm playing Azothamet. So the lid just like, like hovers off and floats to the side, and out of it like floats up this vampire. Again, he's horrible and obviously a vampire. Right. The claws are his, his fingers basically just are these long ass claws. He's got this bald head, long pointed ears. He's shirtless. He's wearing some like simple like threadbare pants. He's got this medallion, this like ancient medallion around that smacks of uh, uh, royalty from an ancient time. It's wreathed in smoke, right, as you uh-huh. appear out of the thing. Great. What does uh, Azothman do when he first arrives? Not a whole lot. I think he just flo- like floats out and you know stands at attention, okay. awaiting his yeah, command. Great. You're probably also still like just dripping with the Marquess's blood, right? You just came from drinking. Yeah. Herb. So it's just like pouring down your front side, like like dripping on the floor. <laughs> yeah, he's feeling pretty good. He's <laughs> Yeah. Full. Full of blood. Engorged of blood. Engorged. Opposite or next to uh, this fountain of black flame appears a second figure. Who do we see? Hi, my name's Alan. I'm playing Ernst. He's a lich wizard. And what you see is a is a skeleton wearing like striped pajamas, <laughs> <laughs> with, like a hat, a little hat, yeah, oh yeah. a little like nightcap, over. Yeah. and he had a jaunty angle. And he's standing there, kind of. Looking around, seeing, you know, looking at, like, the scene. Taking it in, yeah. Right? He's like, all right, I wonder what this one means. Okay. I'm imagining, like, silk pajamas. These are, like, the nicest pajamas, right? Mm-hmm. That, like, is there any particular pattern or design? I mean, you said they're striped, right? They like, are striped. So imagine, like, blue and white, like, super classic, or is there a different, yeah, like... Yeah, it's, it's pretty classic, I'd say. Yeah. Okay. I think, like, yeah, it's, like, tasteful. 
Yeah, you know, uh-huh, it's right. not like it's over like, the top spooky or anything. Yeah, there's like a gossamer sheet too. Yeah. Held together maybe by some elastic. Yeah, yeah, right. it's at the waistline. The, the waistband, yeah, yeah. yeah. the elastic holding it together. Uh, great. Which a waistband on a skeleton is interesting to me because like <laughs> it would just go around the the vertebrae. Just the vertebrae. It's like extremely <laughs> thin, right? You can't. You have to lift up your shirt to reveal that, right? Because like otherwise, man, his shirt hangs down. Yeah, but it's like this big around. Nobody <laughs> else could wear it. Excellent. So then behind Azothemet and the sarcophagus, in in a oh, rather larger. <laughs> First of Black Flame appears. Hi, I am Megan Captain. I play Skura. She is a white dragon who happens to be all black. She would be laying on her back still with like blood dripping into her giant jaws because she was just eating her last olive for lack of a better I feel like it's like it's like did you, do you have with? any other yeah. dwarfs left on, on I was assuming I was just eating the last one but yeah, no, yeah. let's have one left yeah there's still kind of squirming yeah she appears, her tail's still flicking around, she eats it, and then, like, annoyed, rolls over because she was on fucking vacation. Yeah, right. <laughs> so she did not want to come to work today. There's definitely still, like, $400,000 worth of gold just, like, embedded in your scale. Like, you roll over, they just, like, scatter across the floor and gems and shit, right? He's dripping blood, yeah. she's dripping gold. Yeah. Like, uh-huh. <laughs> I'm also kind of imagining it's like a it's a cat in a sunbeam pose, right? Like you're on yeah. your back, like lolled over, exactly. right? Yeah, totally. You kind of sit up, man, kind of grumpy. You just kind of roll over, like. Ugh. Great. Uh, you got. You have the big, huge mechanical wing, right? The, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. That's one that had been fanning me. And... Great. Perfect. And then next to this figure appears in the final and fourth fountain of black flame, someone entirely new. Who do we see? Hi, I'm Dan Glauser, and I'm playing Zosh. 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 Great. What does uh, Zosh look like? So I'm imagining we're doing like a like a like a pan up from, yes, a, from, from the, the feet. From, like like you know like every woman at a at a, at a <laughs> special gala. The guys they don't care about. Yeah. They do the like really sexy <laughs> slow reveal. reveal. Yeah. <laughs> uh, right. oh, no. Instead of like oh what are you wearing? It's like just a horrid. Just <laughs> <laughs> yeah. a nightmare. So what, yeah. what, what are you? Right. Yeah. Uh, so the first thing you would see is that my body is is made of this like rubbery sort of viscous material and that it has sort of like a natural it looks like I'm wearing armor but it's actually like these like chiton-esque yeah. like protrusions sort of if you think anything from like alien right like Geiger-esque horrible kind of a xenomorph sort of tone uh-huh, to it like yeah. exoskeleton pushing through this rubbery flesh and to top it all off uh, the cherry on top is I have a giant squid face yeah yes. uh, so you'd see the tentacles probably still dripping with a brain uh, <laughs> everyone's, everyone's dripping, dripping with water. Everyone in the middle of dinner. Birds, like, yeah. It's just well, do you eat? Great. Hmm? You don't have to eat. I don't have to eat. Yeah. Yeah, I think he's, so. he's convinced he's still dreaming. Yeah, I know. Right. I noticed that. He's looking around like, oh, what a weird one. There's a squid in this one. Yeah, uh, so, so moist skin. Are you wearing any kind of clothing or is it just this like chitinous armor? I think, I think it's the chitinous armor and like, let's be real, I'm probably rocking a cape. Oh yeah, yeah, high uh-huh. collar kind high of thing. Collar, yeah, yeah, it's all tattered like, and gross. Like I have yeah. the I, if you're if you're the the obviously the vampire, I've got your cape. Yeah, um, right. Like, right. You know, like the old school, like yeah, like evil Doctor Strange. Yes, perfect. Uh huh. And then do we see your mark anywhere? Yes. So my mark forms where like a, a humanoid mouth would be. So it sort of like starts at the bridge of what would be a nose and comes down, the star sort of comes down into the tentacles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it looks kind of fresh, right? It's Very sort of fresh. Recent. This yeah. would be probably less than a year old. Yeah, great. Ooh. Awesome. So the four of you appear, boom, it's all at once. It's, we did it in order, right? But it's it, like simultaneously, whoosh, the flame goes away. There's sort of like smoke and ash drifting around and pieces of gold <laughs> and, and dwarf blood. There's a lot of drippage. And, brain and uh... <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty gross. How do the, what do the four of you do? There's nobody here. 
and at least three of you would know, obviously, you cannot, you always had to be the first ones to arrive. Yogg has to arrive, arrive fashionably late. So the vessel did summon you. You have five to ten awkward minutes hanging out in the lobby to kill before Yogg arrives. <laughs> so yeah, what does the scene look like? I feel like Squirrel would turn and like sniff at the squid dude. Sure. And I, and I feel like I would immediately sort of like compose myself. Like you, you get you get this sort of uh, almost like arrogant posture as he uh, like yeah. slowly sort of like cleans off <laughs> the tentacles <laughs> like calmly and sort of uh, and takes in the scene because this is the first time I've been yeah, here. Yeah, uh -huh. I'm imagining like a like a dark napkin, like an evil. Yes, yes, like, I pull it <laughs> out and just mm, scrumptious. Yeah, yeah. Just away um, at it, yeah. Um, but <laughs> but yes, I would. Napkin. <laughs> I definitely would be sort of taking in the the scene rather rather calmly, like sort of okay. like uh, just sort of sizing up my yeah your surroundings, my surroundings right. and my companions. And there's this dragon head just like snuffing at you. I think I look at it again like, rather apathetically, but like okay, so there's that, you know. Right, and, right, and, yeah. Uh, sure, sure. Uh -huh. uh, uh, he smells terrible, Skora. You great. want nothing to do with this. Oh, bad enough that I don't even want You don't to. want, I mean, you, maybe you're like curious. Yeah. But it's this rank, like, great. oh, something's been left in the back of the fridge for too long. Yeah. She'll raise a nostril and go back to looking towards the where the vessel yeah, will likely. What about Azoth, Meta, and Ernst? What are the two of you up to? I'll say, you two are new to me. You I recognize. Pointing at the dragon, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh -huh. Pointing, yes, at Scora. Great. I stride forward and pull out my hand. They're like, hi, I'm Ernst. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pleasure to meet you. Phone hand thrust in your face. Um, I do not extend a hand. I, think, <laughs> I don't I don't understand. I, I think what it is you're doing. <laughs> yeah, you were here for handshakes. Yeah. yeah that's handshakes a new kind of yeah. after your time. Right, yeah. yeah uh, I don't know what you kids are doing these days. What strange custom is this? Bomb, yeah. <laughs> I try to smoothly retract it like it wasn't my intention to show up. That's cool. No big. Like, oh, what's your name? I, I will. I will say um, greetings. As you as you introduce. <laughs> I mean, there's no blood in this guy, right? So he's probably yeah, like less appealing. There. No, and, most... and, I, and I know that like armistice time for all of us. We're all we, we all get along here. We're all yeah. But I would suppose that's at least a little strange to you. Right? Most creatures you meet that are animate have blood. Some kind of blood that you can sense. Yeah, 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 but I'm used to this yog thing, so... <laughs> it's true. Um, and you are a... Um, my name, my name is... or something. Uh, yeah, yes, yes. It's good to have another dead person on the... <laughs> <laughs> representation is It's really nice, I don't know. It's good. I mean, you're a vampire, I assume? The first one. Yeah, you can make history if you'd like, Ernst, to see if you know this Yeah, sure, a little bit. Keeping that gala vibe. There's not arrogance coming off of me or anything. It's just it's just like... It's just a it's statement of facts. Just, yeah. You know, I'm just living in a cave and stuff. What's your thing? Yeah, with bats, literally. How'd you do in your history? 18. Yeah, I mean, I think you're familiar with the character as a player, but you would know that he's... Azalthamet is like obviously the first vampire, and it's kind of like, especially among lich circles in Yagath, is a big goddamn deal. Really, this guy's like the first intelligent undead practically in the history of the holy world. shit. So like, I don't know how you feel because it, it's a little bit like you're very avant garde on some mm -hmm. level, right? So this might be a little bit ghost to you, but you know that there are other lich colleagues you're aware of who like worship at this guy's feet. <laughs> he's not obviously aware of it. He's too cool for school. He's like Daniel Day Lewis. Like he goes off and lives in a cave, and everyone's like, he's like the best <laughs> undead, right? <laughs> I don't know how Ernst feels about it. I I had but, no idea yeah, that uh -huh. you were such a pioneer. That's, <laughs> I don't know, I think it's really admirable. It's, it, it's a pleasure to meet you. 
I really like your work. I, I, yeah. I, I still think I'm dreaming. <laughs> right. Oh yeah, for sure. Because right? why would yeah? It's like yeah. oh, well, I, 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 that's lots of it. Too good to be true. Yeah. Uh, if you had like any kind of cheek muscles, they'd be oh, red. Yeah, no, yeah, the cheek flushing. Yeah. Flush the colors. I think I'm probably yeah. most interested in in the vampire okay, of great. everyone. So yeah, I, sure. I feel like um, I would, if I could, I would like to try to read his mind. Yeah. Great. Okay. Yeah. So I believe that your power, you can get surface thoughts, Just right? Just surface thoughts, yeah. yeah. If, if you want to probe a little deeper, that's often I guess to make a save. What does it feel like when somebody is sort of like, when you're, you're tasting their, their thoughts, right? I would imagine that it is a psionic form of the tentacles on my face. Like oh, there's this sure. like sort of, like inside your mind is a slow sort of like squirming. Yeah, you know, like, like unpleasant. As, as it sort of like digs in and slides along your membranes. Ooh, and like, yeah. Terrible. What kind of like, what, what are your surface thoughts right now, Azothamed? What are you thinking? Just base level. Nothing secret or deep or anything like that, right? But like, as you're like feeling this sensation. I don't need to know like the name of your first puppy or anything. Right, just, yeah. But just like your emotional state, what's going on, right? Like anything that you're also, not. Also, I would like to know the name of his first puppy. I would actually. If, if that's in there. <laughs> I, I, think, I think it's an eagerness to serve. Yeah, okay. Is what it is. Like I'm, I'm, I'm as as happiness goes, I'm happy to be here. Right. <laughs> yeah, you're going to get up to some dark shit. Right, right? yeah. And I'm, I also feel like, like you're so binary. It's like sleep food, sleep food, sleep food. Yep. And this is like your one weird third mode that sometimes gets activated, which is serve, right? So I feel like there's just but not I, a lot of depth, like, yeah. emotionally there, you Which know? is interesting. I'll be like, okay. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, but I, I, I feel this. Is there is there a save that I... Uh, only if he tries to probe really deep. Ah, so it's, it's okay. just like, just like, almost like emotional level. It's basically just like rolling an insight check. Like he can just kind of get a I'm general sense. Like, oh, you're sense. excited. You like, you like mm-hmm. the and like being here, basically. Right. Yeah. I see. Nothing, okay. no, if there's anything like invasive, you feel like that's too much, then I feel like we could have him. You could roll a save. But if it's just... And it, I don't even think you know that it's happening. You just feel kind of vaguely disquieted. Like, like you're being can watched. I, can I try to like... Detect it like inside. I mean, inside, I, mean, like, yeah. I, mean I, I can probe deeper if you really want to try to. No, no. I think what I what I'm wanting to do is like I'm Let thinking of that. I'm thinking of that. Shame. I'm thinking of that moment in Ju- Justice League. Is it where where? Oh yeah. Where the, the Flash is like uh-huh. running to Superman and Superman goes. <laughs> he like oh, looks yeah. at him. Sure, yeah, really I want to have a moment yeah. where yeah. like in our minds I'm like. Hey. Hello. What are you? What are you? What are you doing? Now I'm picturing Adele. It's all black and white. But it's a squid head. Mm-hmm. I guess yeah. I don't know. <laughs> that would be uh, wisdom, if you're not trained wisdom. in Wisdom! Yeah. Okay, so it's just straight up nine. Nine. I don't think you know what's going on. I don't think you know, maybe it's Yogg? Like, you're not 100% clear of the source of it. Okay. But you All don't. Right. You feel it, there's something there. Yeah. Yeah, unless there's anything else. Uh, uh, I do think Skro would be really excited to see Ernst, oh, yeah. because he did, like, save her you multiple times. Yeah, that's right. So she's that's like, right. oh my god, it's the bag of bones, and she'd, like, nudge him. Yeah, I'll go for, like, the hug. Yeah, you know? <laughs> she just headbutts him. Just, like, a hug. <laughs> so cute. The pat, His bones the probably rattle just nostrils. a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah for sure. Great. Yeah. Skro has a big, horrible prosthesis that's, like, all whirring and hissing and made from, like, stitched oh, yeah, together flesh. Yeah, I yeah, you yeah. were there when I disappeared. I'm so glad so, that you made it. Yeah, so Here, now I have you know. a horrible wing as well. Yeah, because one of them got ripped off. Oh, yeah, it, it looks it's great. Like a, like an artifact. <laughs> right, it's yeah, really yeah, good. yeah. <laughs> she's not saying anything. She's just nudging mm-hmm. him. Right, cute. Excellent. So unless there's anything else, you guys are all sort of standing there. The two of you are having your little uh, uh, reunion, and suddenly there is a fifth fountain of black flame that appears on the throne. And it sort of silences all conversation. There's like a whiff of black smoke. And you see, seated sort of regally in the throne, is a 25-year-old elven woman. She is completely bald, totally hairless, not average height, you would say, like deathly ghastly pale, right? Just like her skin almost like hanging off of her bones. And you can see that in her skin are these cracks that run 
like almost like porcelain up and down her body. Underneath, you can see this sort of seething black and green essence of Yogg. No pupils to speak of, just this black evil. And she is wearing this very elaborate suit of like, you're not really sure what it is at first. And then kind of as she moves a little bit, you can tell that it, it's some sort of armor. It's this like beetle carapace style, like totally black. When a little bit of light hits it, you kind of see a green sheen. And it looks like it's like bolted with these like sharp points onto her body all over. So she kind of looks like some sort of big, horrible insect in this weird suit of armor. The three of you would, would vaguely recognize the, the vessel of Yogg, obviously. I, mean, I don't know, you probably have had some interaction with Yogg. I don't know if you've actually seen the vessel. I don't know, vessel. I guess it depends on whether or not, like uh, like when I received my mark, if that yeah. would have just happened. You or probably would have like... had like a meeting of, of something, sure. right? Like not a, here, but with. Yeah, yeah. somewhere, uh -huh. Uh -huh, exactly. But Yogg appears in all of her sort of terrible and august finery. What does the, uh, what does the group do? When she appears, prostrate. Oh, that's right. Probably. Yeah, yeah. Head just on the like floor. all the way. Yeah, forehead <laughs> on the fucking floor. Yeah. Right. yeah, perfect. Cora, probably bow a little bit. Cool. Make sure her mark is pointed at. Right, it's an eye. The, yeah. the eye is still looking towards the vessel. Cool. Zosh, I, I, I will pointedly in my body language not bow. Actually. Oh, yeah. Okay, like straighten I'm, up I'm a little bit. Sort of straighten up a little bit and sort of just regard silently totally. the vessel. Zosh. I'll put my hand sort of at my heart and give like a nod. Yeah, like I'm also slight. pretty cool, so like I don't have to do a <laughs> whole a nod. Yeah, right. <laughs> we get back. It's we respectful back. though. It's, For it's, sure. It's, it's well, I get it. Yeah, but like you're, you know, you've done this. That's as much as you bow to anyone. Exactly. <laughs> and the, the vessel sits there in sort of all of her poise and says, There is. And then there's a short pause. So I think that both Azathamet and Zosh because you've got 17, right, Zosh, which is pretty high, are both aware of this. Uh, Yogg obviously detects it. The two of you just like, why did Yogg stop talking in the middle of your <laughs> sentence? You both hear, like, very faintly this... Sounds like a bugle, like a trumpet. But it's, like, far away and sort of beautiful and distant. And then, sun starts to pour down from above. Yogg is almost always cast in like perpetual darkness and, and like heavy thick clouds, but it looks like immediately above the tower that you're on, somehow this sunlight is pouring all the way down. You're shaded for the moment, so don't worry, buddy, uh, because there's a roof. But you can see <laughs> that out those big... I was just about to like float back into the sort of nope. <laughs> Not You that. see that, that outside these... I'm listening. <laughs> Keep talking. Don't Good. mind me. Don't mind me. <laughs> you see sunlight is streaming down through these big bay windows, and then it, it's, it's sort of brightening and brightening and brightening and brightening. You're almost kind of blinded by it. And then you suddenly see this beam of white energy shoot down from above, strike the center of the tower. And the whole thing starts to shake. And it begins to collapse around you. I'm, I'm hissing for sure. What in the Independence Day is going on? Precisely. <laughs> Let's roll initiative. I'm uh, the tower the begins time to yoga. Uh -huh. The tower begins to collapse around you. Thanks for listening to All Hail Yogg. If you like the show, please consider leaving us a review on iTunes. It's honestly one of the best ways to attract new listeners. It would mean the world to us. All Hail Yogg is an Experience Points production. It was directed and dungeon mastered by Timothy J. Meyer. Azothamet was played by Stephen Maloney, at Stephen Maloney on Twitter. Ernst was played by Alan Walton, at Alan BW on Instagram. 
Skura was played by Megan Captain at ii underscore captain on Instagram. Zosh was played by Dan Glauser at GlauserDan on Twitter. Tim Alvarez at the way Tim moves on Twitter was our audio engineer. The game was played using the Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition rule set as owned by Wizards of the Coast. The main titles are A Night on Bald Mountain by Modest Mazorski, as performed by the Skidmore College Orchestra. Additional music includes The Dante Symphony by Franz Lietz, performed by the Berlin Philharmonic. The Battle on the Ice by Sergei Prokofiev, performed by the West London Symphonia and the St. Matthew's Concert Choir. Dance Macabre by Camille Sansans, performed by the National Philharmonic Orchestra. Uranus by Gustav Holtz, performed by the Royal Liverpool Philharmonic Orchestra. Symphony No. 1 in D minor by Sergei Rachmaninov, performed by the Russian National Orchestra. We claim no rights on any music used. Thanks for listening, and yog before all.